Good day to you, fine people of God. I'm Pastor Cole McClendon coming to you from Central Assembly of God, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I trust that you will find great value in listening to this message today. My hope is that you're encouraged and strengthened by the word given and that you will return to this site frequently to listen in. Be blessed. Shout hallelujah this morning. Come on, get, put your hands together for Jesus. While you take your seat, blessed is the name of the Lord. We are blessed to be in the house of God. How many are happy to be here today? Amen. Praise God. Uh, as we all know, Pastor Cole, Pastor Amy are on, uh, are on vacation celebrating their 40th uh, anniversary. And we honor them, we bless them, we pray for them, uh, they have a great time and come back uh, just recharged, refreshed, and, and ready to uh, kick off this second half of the year. I want to share a word with you this morning, um, and uh, it's, uh, we're going to use as a scriptural basis the 2 Corinthians chapter 3, they're going to cue it up for me. It's a word that the Lord ministered to me uh, back in the month of June, and it definitely worked for this season, and I need to share it with you today. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, we'll be reading verses 17 and 18 uh, from the New Living Translations. It says, For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed, and I would like to kind of replace the word veil today uh, for the sake of what I'm going to be talking about. So all of us who have mask removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his image. So you see, this verse is taking us step by step with how God brings us into looking more like him. So there is an unmasking there is an, an unveiling that occurs, that has to occur, that has to happen in our lives in order for God to bring us through that process to make us look more like him. And you know that's why Satan can't stand you? He doesn't, he doesn't hate you because you're a child of God. He doesn't hate you because you're washed by the blood of Christ. He doesn't hate you because you're saved and going to heaven. He hates you for a very specific reason. 
And Paul is giving it to us right there because God is bringing us in through a process. So every attack of the enemy is part of the process that God is using to make us look more like him. So we're by default rendering Satan and his attacks as a step stool that God is using to make us look more like him. So he doesn't hate you because you're saved. He doesn't hate you because you have anointing. He doesn't hate you because you speak in tongues. He hates you because you're looking more and more like him. And in the very beginning, before, before time, that is exactly what he wanted. He didn't want to be higher than God. Isaiah chapter 14 says, I will... Put my throne next to his. He wanted to be like God. So that image that he wanted after he fell, and then he sees God making Adam in his own image when God says, let us make man in our image to our likeness. So the devil is saying, well, wait a second. That's what I wanted. So that is why everything that God is going to do in your life, every blessing, every promise fulfilled, every manifestation of his anointing and of his presence in your life, the enemy cannot stop it. The enemy can't stop God from blessing your family. The enemy can't stop God from blessing your marriage. The enemy can't stop God from blessing your finances, from blessing your business, from blessing your ministry. But he can stop you from receiving it. He can keep you from receiving it. And one of the ways that he tries to keep us from entering into another level of the move of God. One of the ways that he tries to keep us from that season of manifestation of God's move is by using masks. Praise the Lord. See, you get, you get smarter. And I was, I was a little dumb in the 9 a.m. service. And I was using the microphone to speak, but then I was like, wait a second, I could just use the lapel in the second one, and I don't got to worry about the microphone and the mask. So this is what the enemy tries to do to get you from receiving your blessing, to, to keep you from God's presence. And Paul is telling us here, so because the spirit of God is freedom, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit is, there is freedom. You have been called to a relationship of freedom in Jesus Christ. You have been called to a relationship that is not based on legalistic letter of the law, but is based on a real-life experience with Jesus Christ himself. That was only made possible when the veil was torn when Christ came and on Calvary he unmasked the presence of God for humanity. So we're all 
being forced to, for the rest of our lives, wear masks now in public. And you might like it, you might not, but it's our reality. So as we see this happening and unfolding before our eyes, the Lord begins to show me that this is, this is just an external, an external picture of what the enemy is trying to do in the spiritual. And he's been trying to do it for so long because he is an eternal being. How many know that Lucifer, let's not talk about Satan, let's talk about Lucifer. Lucifer is an eternal being. And as an eternal being, he has eternal instincts. And one of his eternal instincts is the instinct to know, is the instinct to know when Jesus is about to manifest his presence and his power to humanity. This instinct that Lucifer has is what prompted him to tempt Jesus in the desert. Because he knew if Jesus is here on earth, it's because he's about to do something. It's because he's about to do something. And the, and the Gospels tell us that Jesus, he worked day and night healing the sick, delivering the demon-possessed, giving the blind their sight, giving the deaf their ears back, raising the dead. All he did was undo the works of the devil. So the devil does his works, and when God gets involved, he just hopes that something falls through the cracks. Because he knows he cannot stop God from moving. He can stop those that are supposed to receive the blessing. He can try and stop them from receiving it. And he makes, he, he gets you to a situation where you start wearing a mask before God. Where you start wearing, this is biblical. Why? Why do I say this? From the very beginning, we see how the enemy gets you to a place where when God calls you, when God speaks to you, when God steps in, you wear a mask or you hide or you run away. Let's look at Adam in the garden. He says, I heard your voice through the garden and I got scared because I was ashamed because I was naked. So what prompted the fear in Adam wasn't that he sinned. What prompted the fear in Adam was when God called him. See, because the voice of God, the word of God is what's always going to convict your spirit that you're wrong or right. When you've done that thing you shouldn't have done. When you said that thing to your spouse you shouldn't have said. When you did that thing you shouldn't have done. It's the spirit that gets convicted when God begins to move into your life again. He begins to call you. 
That's why you need to come to church. That's why you need to be connected with brothers and sisters in the faith. Because if you are only talking to people who don't have no relationship with Christ, if you're only on Facebook and you're friends with people who got nothing better to do but put nonsense on Facebook, if you're only talking on the phone, if your friends are friends who can't pick you up when you're down, you need new friends. And here's the thing. Nothing that they say will ever convict you. Nothing that they say will ever make you feel like Adam felt when he heard the voice of God. So I need those people in my life that would convict me and keep me in line because God's voice works through them as well. So that's when I could be in a position where oh, I'm, I'm ashamed of what I have done because I have just heard God has just spoken to me. That's why we come to church. We come to church to worship God, but we also come to church because we're a work in progress. Nobody here is perfect. I need to come to church sometimes to be reminded that I'm not perfect. So that God could slap me in the face and say, what are you doing? It's time to get on your feet and get moving. Even though you feel you're not good enough, I made you good enough. For me, you're good enough. And a lot of people will wear the mask because they don't feel that they're good enough because they're ashamed. Because the enemy is an expert at reminding you of things from your past. At things that made you feel so shameful, so guilty, so alone, so misunderstood, that they put you in a position where you were useless to God. You were useless to God. Until you got to that moment where you came before the presence of God and God told you where my spirit is, there is freedom, which means when you're in his presence, you don't need to wear a mask. Now let me hit the pause button, and you're going to repeat after me. Robert's message is not telling me not to wear a mask. Hit the play button again. We got that upstairs, right? Good. I just want it to be clear. I don't want no problems. I don't want to come. Robert was telling people not to wear a mask, and now we got all these COVID cases and all this other stuff. Y'all just said it. It's recorded. That's a done deal. I'm going to continue. So where was I? So when he says that where my spirit is, there is freedom. That means that in his presence, there is no, there's no veil keeping you from being you. And there's, no, there's no mask that you can wear before God because he knows you. Even in your, most, in your most broken state, he knows you. 
can see you right where you are. He will call you out in the midst, in the midst of that uncertainty that you're feeling. He will call out to you, and you'll be like, Why are, how are you calling me right now? How are you calling me to do something when I'm broke? How are you calling me to do something when there's a pandemic? How are you calling me to do something when I don't know if my job is going to be there next month? How are you calling me? Because he doesn't care about the situation. He cares about the promise that he made to you that he wouldn't leave you, he wouldn't forsake you, that he's your provider, that he will never leave your side. How can I keep, so God is thinking, how can I keep my promise if they're never in a situation where they need me at their side? They need to be put in a situation where they feel alone and everybody turns their back and they don't have an answer and they don't have a solution. That's where then I can come and keep my promise and be the one who makes it all better. So the enemy wants you to wear a mask in your relationship with Christ. And the way he does this is he brings things to your present it might, not even be, it, it might not even be him saying, hey, do you remember when you did this? Or do you remember when you failed at that? No. It might just be that you're going through a situation today that looks like, feels like, smells like, and sounds like a situation that really caused damage in your life 10 years ago. So the first thing that you're thinking, the first thing that you're thinking is, wait a second, this, this is not happening to me again. The first thing you're saying is, oh my goodness, not again. And that not again mentality, that oh, I don't want to go through this again mentality. I don't want to try to buy another house because I lost two other ones. Or I don't want to try to continue my career because I failed in the past. And that oh, not again causes me to then mask myself when I don't even realize that perhaps God wants to do something greater this time. It's like the disciples when they were on the boat. The first time Jesus was sleeping and the storm broke out. Y'all remember the story? They came to Jesus and they said, Yo, get up. We're we finna die in this boat. We're finna die in this boat. How are you sleeping? How are you peaceful and sleeping? on this boat right now when there's a storm breaking out. So they was all scared. They were all scared. They were all full with fear. They didn't know what to do. So they woke up Jesus and Jesus said, oh, ye men of little faith. He spoke to the winds. He spoke to the sea. He spoke to the rain. And they immediately ceased. But you see, the second time, the only thing that the disciples could think of was the storm of the last time. 
you see how we op- this is us how this is how we operate as human beings. God delivered you the last time. And now in your present, you're going through something that looks like the same situation. And the only thing you can do is fear and be full with anxiety and uncertainty instead of, wait a second, oh, well, I'm good because God delivered me last time. See, well, we don't think like that. We don't look at it that way. We don't operate that way. See, here's what they did. They're in the same boat, in the same sea, and another storm breaks out. And this time, Jesus ain't on the boat with them. So the first thing that they're thinking is, oh, this time we're really done because he ain't even here. Last time, at least he was on the boat even though he was sleeping, but this time he's not even here. And fear makes you see things in so many different ways that when Christ was walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost. That's what fear wants to, that's what, that's what the mask of fear, what it does is it makes you see things in a way that they aren't. It makes you see things in a way that they aren't. And that is what Satan is an expert at. That's why you did not see your healing as healing when you first got sick. It was a sickness to you. It was a disease. It was something that you had to deal with and you had no peace and you had no joy. And you were asking everybody for help and everybody for prayer. You were driving your doctor crazy. But God healed you. So that entire situation was a healing situation, but you didn't see it as a healing situation. Because this is what the enemy does. He tries to take our sight from us. He takes our sight. This is why Paul says, not looking at the earthly, at the carnal, but fixing our eyes on the eternal. Why? Because eternity... Eternity is what we're connected to. So you can't be believing in eternal promises, but then fear earthly problems. You can't say you have faith on the eternal and fear the earthly. So the enemy's job is to mask what God wants to do in your life. Like I said before, he has those instincts. So in your marriage, when he's attacking you, when he has lived, when he has risen up against you, and this one hit after another, and one hit after another, and you're like, man, I can't do this anymore. My job, my wife, my kids, my money, my car, my house, my loans, my debt, this, now my health, now this, now it's a pandemic, now unemployment, so many things. He's hitting you from every side. That's where Paul, that's where you got to go to what God said. God has something for that. He said, we may be oppressed on all sides, but not destroyed. We may be persecuted on all sides. See, the thing about the, thing about the enemy is he, he's, uh, he likes to go overboard. 
He's going to hit you on every side. He's going to try to keep. When that should be a sign. That should be a sign that God is about to do something in your life. God wants to do something because the only way to keep the devil in check is by showing the devil that you, with all of your imperfections, hallelujah, with all of your luggage, with all of your baggage, with all of your negative things that might be part of your life, God loved you anyway. And because he loves you and you're called by his purpose, all things are going to work out for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So that problem that you're going through, that problem is a mask. That problem is a mask. Unemployment ran out? That's a mask. They don't want to uh, approve a second stimulus check? That's a mask. <laughs> Your job is trying to cut your hours? That's a mask. All of these things are just the enemy trying to mask and, 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 and blind you and keep you hidden from a manifestation of God's glory that's about to fall in your life. He's going overboard with it. He's going overboard with it. And there are certain pieces in place in our world, in our political world, there are certain pieces in place that allow him to magnify it. They allow him, I'm not, well, I don't want to get political, so there's a saying in Spanish that says, a buen entendedor pocas palabras. Which means, to he who understands well, few words are necessary. But the devil has, there are, there is a political landscape in place. There's a governmental landscape in place that, not that's going to prevail against the will of God, but it just allows Satan to magnify his attack. This is how I know that this is Satan attacking. Why? Because the first thing that Satan tries to mask Every single time that God is about to move. Now, remember what I said. He has instincts. And those, those eternal instincts know, know when there's a move of God in the atmosphere. He knows when God's about to move in your life. That's why, that's what prompts him. That's what prompts him to hit you on all sides. When God's about to bless you, when God's about to move you to a new season of blessing, when God's about to uh, catapult you to another level, the enemy senses those things. You should sense those things also because you live not by sight but by the Spirit. The problem is a lot of us, that's not the case. For a lot of us, that's not the case. But when you are grounded in the spirit and you're living by the spirit, when the enemy tries to come and put these spiritual masks on you to keep you from the blessing of God, 
It is there where the spirit that lives inside of you that gives you that freedom. Freedom. Gives you that freedom. It is that same spirit that allows you to feel, that allows you to sense that God is going to move in the midst of that problem. So that problem that you're going through, that situation, is a mask to a greater move of God in your life. The enemy knows it's, go- it's coming. He can't stop it from coming, but he can try to wrap it up in something. He can try to make it look like, I need to mess with your vision. I need to mess with the way you see it. I need to mess with your perspective. I need to damage your perspective so that you can't see that it's really God trying to bless you. So that you can't see that that boss, that that coworker that's bothering you and bugging you and, and causing all this trouble for you is just someone that God wants to use you to reach for his kingdom. Amen. So in the Bible, there, there are numerous, numerous scenarios in the Bible. I told you about Adam. There was Jacob when he tried to take Esau's blessing. He masked himself as his brother. He made himself look like his brother, so that he could receive from Isaac the blessing. We see how Jesus himself, wow, Jesus himself looked at the Pharisees. There were, there, there were no greater hypocrites in the Bible, not just in the Gospels, In the Bible, there were no greater hypocrites. I'm talking about these are professional hypocrites. These are expert hypocrites. Okay? They were just walking. They were hungry, hungry hypocrites. Jesus looks at them. This is, because this is the, see, the enemy tries to mask, he tries to mask you so that you cannot see what God is about to do. But he also tries to infiltrate in the church people who appear to be something but are not. So there are people who are sitting in our churches and they're wearing these masks like they're spiritual, but they're really not. They're wearing these masks like they got word and they got anointing. And just because they give their offerings and speak a couple of times, people think that they're full of Holy Spirit. See, but this is the reason why I can't let the devil mess with my vision. You can't let the devil mess with your vision because you are that person who is going to be able to unmask these people who, who are agents of the devil who come into the church to sow division and sow a chasm and sow dissension and contention. Man, I, I don't even want to talk about that. 
You can't let the devil mess with your vision. You, you are here because God wants to show you something. It's time you open your eyes. Take off the mask. I know you might not feel like you're good enough. I know you might not feel like you're not ready. I know you might not feel like God isn't doing nothing in your life. That's all a mask that you need to take off today and say, God, I am coming before your presence with all the freedom that you have given me, with all the authority that you have given me to receive everything that you have for me in this time. Repeat after me. God has something. God has something for me in this time. Not the Senate, not the government, not Donald Trump. God. God wants to give me something in this time. And if it's a financial blessing, amen. But if I can take a step up spiritually and open my spiritual eyes and I can see where the enemy is trying to attack that family, where the enemy is trying to divide that marriage, where the enemy is trying to, to sow homosexuality and lesbianism in the youth of today, I need God to open my eyes. I need God to tell me what is really going on. No, but I want to be on Facebook. Oh, I like this. I like this. I like this. Oh, and, and uh, oh, this political one. Uh, oh, this, uh, this person has a Black Lives Matter shirt. I got to support him. Oh, this person has a uh, Antifa. I got to support him. No, tell God to open your eyes so you can really see what these people are about that are destroying our world. And the only people capable of fixing it is the church of Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, these are all masked entities. I will say it till I'm blue in the face. I love everybody. I was raised not with Puerto Ricans, not with white people. I was raised with my black brothers. All my best friends in my life growing up were black. I ate with them. I ate with their families. And the fact that particular entities in our society try to keep a particular people blinded with a certain narrative and a certain rhetoric with a certain narrative and a certain rhetoric while at the same time they're doing nothing with the real problem. They're doing nothing about young black kids being killed by other black kids. They're doing nothing about the gang banging that's taking lives by the hundreds every day. They want to defund police and who's going to... You think it's 100 people a weekend? It's going to be 200 and 300 and 400. You think we have an opium problem now? 
and they want to defund the police. How idiotic can we be to support something like that? I don't blame them. It's prophetic. They're supposed to be that dumb. They're supposed to be that dumb. But me, I'm supposed to be the one with the sound mind. I'm supposed to be the one with self-control. I'm supposed to be the one standing on a rock that's not shaken and be able to tell the world what that really is. They got masks on. We live in a society that is masked. The media is masked. Our politics are masked. Don't. See, and the enemy wants the church to follow the same pattern. That's why Paul said in Romans chapter 12, do not be conformed. Do not submit yourself. Do not get sucked in to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can then understand what is the will of God, perfect and acceptable. We live in a society of masks. Everybody wearing a freaking mask. It's, it's, it's just the icing on the cake. You know why? Because the enemy is only causing us to all have to do in the external what was already being done in the spiritual for a long time. Let me move on. So when I, when I was just with the Lord and, and putting this together, he, he, he showed me that none of his greatest works in our lives looked like works when we received them. Because you don't need to wait for the clean bill of health to believe in the miracle. See, you don't, you don't need to wait for the check from the bank or from the check from the company or from the financial blessing that you have been promised by God. You don't need to wait to see it tangible to believe in it. He wants you to believe in it even at the moment where it doesn't look like what he said. Even when it doesn't look like what he said. You might be having marital problems. But God said that your marriage was going to be used. He was going to use your marriage for his glory. But your marriage does not look like a glorious marriage. It is in that time where you need to be like, this is what God said, and I don't care about everything else. And I don't care. You got to get into that. You got you to get to that Moses place, right, where Moses is in front of the Red Sea and the Egyptian army is behind him. 
and according to, according to Jewish history, about four million people are behind him that he liberated from Egypt. Okay? And so everybody has something to say when there's trouble. Everybody has something to say when there's trouble. But you know what? I thank God for our pastor and our pastoral board because we were one of the churches who were open when everybody else was closed. Why? Because we were not only going off of what everybody else was saying. It's that simple. So Moses is at, Moses in front of Red Sea, Egyptian army behind him. Four million people murmuring and complaining and, oh, why did you take us out? And, well, at least we had uh, burial tombs in Egypt and, and all this. Uh, well, uh, so he could have focused on what everybody was saying or he could have focused on what God had already said. What? This is what I ask you. You who are looking for a way out of this, of, of, your, of, of, of perhaps your financial burden, you who are trying to find a solution for your family or trying to find a solution for your marriage that's uh, in a rocky place, what, this is the question I have, what did God say? I need to have a seat at my dining room table and block off everything else. And just say, God, what was it that you said? What was it that you said about this particular situation? So none of God's greatest works in our lives looked like great works in the beginning. But they were works nonetheless. Because it's not about how it looks. It's not about how it feels. It's not about what so-and-so or such-and-such -such think about what God is doing. It's not about none of that. It's about what is going to happen when God is done. It's about what it's going to do to your faith, what it's going to do to your life, what it's going to do to your ministry, what it's going to do to your calling. You're going to be able to testify from experience about the works that God can do in somebody's life. The Lord told me that COVID-19 is just a mask. It's a mask that the evil in this world has used to provoke fear, division, and desperation, seeking to paralyze, seeking to paralyze, seeking to sow paralysis, in society and in the church because he knows that God is about to manifest his power on the world. You need to know something. If the devil knows, if the devil knows the word of God better than a lot of Christians, then he knows what God has said about this time. If he knows what God has said about this time, then he knows what Joel chapter 2 says, that God will pour out his spirit on every flesh. Young people, old people, middle age, Puerto Rican, Anglo, white, Native American, black, Asian, 
it doesn't matter. He will pour out his spirit in this time and Satan is sensing it. Satan is sensing it. So he's trying to attack. So he's trying to mask the move of God. But God is saying, if you take the mask off in the current season that you're living, and I'm telling you that today, just take the mask off and you're going to see that there's a blessing that you weren't seeing before. There's a covering. There's an anointing. There's a protection. There's a provision. There's a healing. There's a breakthrough that you were not seeing before. Don't let the devil mask it. Don't let the devil mask the move of God. All the statistics will show that the COVID-19 pandemic has had a very problematic impact on the churches. A lot of churches are going to have to close. A lot of churches ain't going to be able to open their doors. And the governors are saying, if you're going to go to church, wear a mask and you can't sing. Wait, I can't sing. What do you mean I can't sing? I could go to work and work eight hours opening my mouth. I could go to the supermarket. I go to Walmart. But I can't go to church and sing. It's a mask. And the, the, the one thing that the enemy knows that he needs to affect, that he needs to try and shake is the church. But if the church unmasks itself by understanding its true identity that you are the body of Christ that you are you're not waiting for the kingdom to come you are the kingdom of God here on earth you are how God is going to move you are how God is going to destroy strongholds Paul says in chapter 10 of 1 Corinthians for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal they are spiritual they are powerful they have authority to break down strongholds there's something going going on in the spiritual realm that is being unmasked before your eyes in this pandemic time and you need to step up open your eyes and say God I'm gonna I hope you've enjoyed today's message and that it has been a blessing to you thank you for listening in if you have met Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior would you please connect with us either at our website, www.centralfamily.net, or perhaps give us a call at 610-865-0577. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if this has been that kind of a blessing to you, would you consider blessing us with a financial gift to make it possible for us to continue to do what we're doing here and taking the gospel, not only to the Lehigh Valley, but around the world. We want to do our part in reaching the people that God has entrusted to us with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can help us with your financial gift or sowing a seed to this ministry. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Remember, you can reach us and give through www.centralfamily.net.